Let's say you wake up every morning, you write great music, you put out great music, you're constantly active on social media, but still no one seems to find you or no one seems to take you serious. Hello and welcome to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Now, I started this podcast as a way to give you access to the thoughts, ideas, and suggestions from people who actually work every day in the music industry on how to move your music career forward. Now, I'm blessed to have helped launch the career of superstar Taylor Swift, and I served as her manager for two years. I currently manage American Idol winner Trent Harmon, consult Scott Borchetta and the Big Machine Label Group, and have been helping thousands of artists around the world navigate the music industry. By the way, contrary to popular belief, there is no one-size-fits-all model when it comes to the music industry. So check out my website, rickbarker.com. Take the quiz, and I will send you information specific to you to help you make sure that you are on the right track. Enjoy the podcast. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. So in this episode of the podcast, what I want to do from time to time, and this episode will be just that, is I want to go to social media and ask the questions that you are asking, the things that are on your mind so that I can help you understand more of what it is that you are trying to accomplish. So for the first question, we are going to Twitter and Jobel Julian 8 asked this, what's the hardest part? about the music industry slash business. I think, Joe Bell, one of the hardest things that people have uh, when they enter the industry is they don't quite understand. I always like to say this, we're trying to function in a dysfunctional business. And what I mean by that is that in most businesses, your rewards are in direct proportion to the work that you put in, the money that you put in, the manpower that you put in. That's not the case when it comes to the music industry. You can be doing everything right, and there are so many factors that are out of our control. So what I mean by that is let's say you wake up every morning, you write great music, you put out great music, you're constantly active on social media, but still no one seems to find you or no one seems to take you serious. You're doing the work, but unfortunately people aren't responding to your work. So you have to continue to put it out there on a day-to-day basis. And that gets frustrating for some folks. And most businesses, if uh, you need uh, to get more product out, you spend more money, you hire more people, uh, you do those things. That's not necessarily the case for the music industry. I've also seen a lot of great people, uh, in my opinion, not get a fair shake A lot of times we are in a business where we're putting unqualified people into the marketplace and when it doesn't work, they're the ones getting fired. And I have a hard time with that, but I've come to realize that that's just the way the music industry is. The next question also comes from Twitter. At The Gravity Drive wants to know, what advice do you have on presenting your songs to artists or labels if you're a new writer? Well, you have to have realistic expectations. That's the first thing. Because your songs, if you're a brand new writer, you need to continue writing every day to get better. Because when you're trying to get songs to artists or to labels, you are competing with some of the best songwriters in the world. You're competing with people who've had past hits. 
what my suggestion would be is to go find artists that are also new and work with them first. It's much easier to get someone who isn't a writer, who doesn't have access to the best writers in the world. If they dig the stuff that you're doing with your band, you know, reach out and offer to, you know, pitch songs to them. See if they possibly want to co-write. There's opportunities, but you have to be realistic. Everyone's trying to get to the superstars. It's not the way that it works, unfortunately. Those are hard uh, groups to crack into. The labels uh, don't really want to experiment sometimes with unknown writers unless you show up with an absolute smash with social media. There are ways for you to battle test your song. Let's see if people are uh, sharing it. Let's see if people are you know, doing their own versions of it. There's ways to find out if a song works. Florida Georgia Line did that with the song Cruise is they ended up putting it out on their own, which you have the ability to do. They put it up on iTunes. It got the attention of Sirius Satellite Radio, and then they ended up getting their label deal. And now they've written songs with other artists as well. So uh, just be realistic. Start where you are. Don't try to skip grades. It can make it real hard. So Cody Murphy at Weekdays with Murphy asked, not a question necessarily, but uh, not necessarily about the business, but do you see podcasts becoming more prominent in the future than they already are? And I absolutely think so. I say yes to that. That's why I started a podcast. I think Weekdays with Murph is, uh, he's a radio host. I think it gives you the opportunity. See, unfortunately, with radio, and I did radio for 15 years, is that we're at the mercy of people turning in at that particular time, or if we're fortunate enough to have our radio station rebroadcast on an iHeart station, you've got to do proper marketing to make sure that they get it. What I love about the podcast is that people love to drive, people love to walk, they love to work out, they love to listen. So what I'm trying to do is control my content and get it in his front in front of as many people as I possibly can. And podcasting is helping me do just that. So yes, big, big fan of the podcast. Joseph Stone. All right, Joseph has a question here. Hey, fan of what you do. You've definitely built a strong resume. Curious though, would you have any advice for aspiring songwriters who don't want to pursue a career as an artist. I know my place. I'm old now, 25. Dude, that's still very young. Too late for a career and not strong enough voice. I just love to know, I just love and know music, and I know I can help pen records. I've worked with a few artists and DJs out West. Nothing has come of it yet. Any advice or direction would be helpful. First off, 25 is not too old. Uh, we have some people right now having great success on the country music side. Some of our most, our biggest stars are all in their 30s, some coming up on 40. Some guys are entering a little later in age. Brett Young is a perfect example. Came in, has had, I think, two or three number ones now, and he didn't get here till he was over 30. So it's never too old. Now that strong enough voice might be what the issue is. And I respect you for at least being able to point that out and identify that a lot of folks can't. Uh, what I would do is this once again, is if you don't have a great voice and you know that we'll use Beyonce as an example, you feel that you could write music that Beyonce would cut what I would do is I would go to YouTube, I would go to Vivo, I would search uh, for artists that are doing Beyonce covers. Then 
I would tr- I would do my research on them, maybe reach out to them on social and find out if they're ever looking for original music. Because right now, the way that the game's played is everything's being done through streaming, Spotify, SoundCloud. This person that you find may have some very big social accounts and they can get your music exposed. Then all of a sudden, they have a couple hits and people are going to start asking, who's that writing those those songs? And then that could open up a door for you. So I would go out and find people that are killing it online, that are consistent, that have built an audience that might be in the need of original material. And I would go after them. Let's take a look at Instagram here real quick. Jesse Bryant says, Hey, Rick, my name is Jesse Bryant. I've been focusing on growing my fan base on Instagram and Facebook while basically ignoring YouTube and Twitter. What are your thoughts on being active on all platforms versus uh, focusing uh, your efforts on the platforms where your fans are most active? Shame on you, Jesse. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, here's, Here's what I say is that if you're given an opportunity to have a platform that you can use free of charge to reach millions and millions of people, why wouldn't you use it? Your fans will be active wherever you're active. I was working with an artist by the name of Jacob Whitesides, and Jacob was huge on Twitter and Instagram. And I said, listen, we could really build an audience for you on Facebook where you can have longer conversations. We weren't limited uh, by things at that time. And he went on Twitter and he said, hey, I'm over on the Facebook page answering your questions. And he was able to build up a million uh, person following on his Facebook page. So I say that you go out and you utilize the tools that are available for you. The fun thing about Twitter, which a lot of people don't understand, and I'm a huge fan of Twitter, is that it is link friendly. And what I mean by that is it doesn't penalize you for sending people someplace other than Twitter. Instagram, you can't use links except in your bio. Uh, If you have the ability to swipe up, you can. But primarily, most people don't have the ability to do that. And on Facebook, you're going to get penalized. They're going to not give you as much reach if you're sending people off the platform because their job is to keep people on their platform. So Twitter is very friendly with that. YouTube, it's the biggest, second largest search engine in the world next to Google. Why wouldn't you want your stuff there? So by all means... Get yourself out on those other platforms as well. All right, so we're going to stay in Instagram on this one, and this comes from Sean Mullen Music. What is one of the things that you see independent artists wasting their time on? As an independent artist, there are so many roles that are required that we play, musician, booking agent, web designer, social media. There's not a major time waster uh, what that you've noticed, what is something you see people not dedicating enough time to? Thanks for your podcast. It's a great resource. Sean, I think the one thing that we try to do sometimes, and I say we as a creative as well, is we try to learn everything. You know, what you should do and what I see most independent artists not doing is putting a value on their time. I have put a value on my time. I know what an hour of my time is worth. So let's say that someone pays me $300 an hour to consult with them, and I've got a website that I'm trying to figure out on my own, and it's going to take me three hours to build that website. That's $900 of my time. If I can pay someone $200 to build out my website and I can focus my attention someplace else, I'm up 100 bucks. Does it make sense? So put a value on your time. Also, too, is I think that a lot of times we don't spend enough time 
on our customer service and maintaining the relationships with the people who follow us. So I try to make sure that the artists that I work with are spending uh, at least three times a day on social media. I tell people, treat it like your meal plan. Give them something for breakfast, give them something for lunch, give them something for dinner, and where you would snack, go in and comment and follow people back and things like that. So that's another area that I think that you could spend some time on. So let's uh, take a couple more of your questions. They've been fantastic. Let's talk to Michelle. Uh, Music as a metaphor is her Twitter handle. What's an effective way to approach playlist curators about including your tracks on popular playlists? The biggest mistake, Michelle, is that you're trying to go after the popular playlist first. They have a tendency to feature the biggest stars in the world, people that will draw eyeballs to their playlist. You got to remember, it, it, it goes both ways. What do you bring to the playlist? They may hear your music and absolutely fall in love with it. Then you don't have to approach them. They're going to find you. But the thing that you should do first and foremost is have your own playlist. What I have people do inside the Music Industry Blueprint Masterclass is I had a whole bunch of my clients go and create their own playlist, and they share each other's music across uh, the various playlists. So uh, there is no secret to approaching the popular ones. Those are the ones that everyone wants to be in. You're competing against the biggest stars, the biggest labels. You're competing against CD Baby and things like that who have relationships with these playlists. So goes back to that question earlier when someone said, writing music for labels and artists, you need to be realistic and start where you are. All right. So last question. This comes from Rob McLean. It says, uh, I'm preparing to move to Nashville this summer and wanted to get your thoughts on it. Considering the noise that we face in the industry, I'm wondering what your take is on moving to Nashville and if you see it as a positive business move or simply moving into the noise. It really depends, Rob, why it is that you're coming here. If you're coming here to try to stick out, dangerous. It's one of the most talented places in the world. If you're wanting to come here and network and co-write and be involved in one of the best creative communities, by all means, the 615 would welcome you. Uh, when you get here, you're going to find it's going to either help you step a step up your game or it's going to make you realize that you might need to go back to where it is that you came from. So I'm all about rolling up your sleeves and jumping in, but just come here with the right plan and the right expectations. You're not going to come here to get discovered. You're going to come here to better yourself, which in return will get you noticed. All right. These have been some fantastic questions. I really appreciate everyone for submitting. You can always message me through my socials. You can find out everything you need to know about me at rickbarker.com. While you're there, you can also take the quiz. And uh, if you're a musician, someone who's interested in a career in the music business, take the quiz, tell me a couple things about you, and I will hand you, uh, I will send you actually a handout exclusive to what it is that you identify yourself as. Also, too, you can grab a free digital download of my book. And I look forward to talking to you on the next episode of the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. Remember, there is no one-size-fits-all model when it comes to the music industry. So check out my website, rickbarker.com, take the quiz, and I will send you information specific to you to help make sure that you are on the right track. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. 
You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water, you drown by staying there.